and welcome to episode six of the Handcuffed Sawdust podcast, right? That's a great intro. I am. Who did you commission to make that? I made that myself there, Mike No kidding. That's good stuff, man. I did. You like that? used the internet. Yeah, I used the internet. So Internet? Internet. I am Mike Morazzo, and I am joined by Brandon Silvera, my co-host from across the world, and our very special guest tonight, Mike Coffey. My brother Mike. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks Hi, for having the us. same name. That's right, we're name what? bros. <laughs> I was uh, for this episode enough. and this episode only. I'm going by my middle name, uh, Mike. Yeah, thank his, you. His middle name is Mike. Perfect. Now it feels like we can't possibly mess up anyone's names. No, right. <laughs> but he can't just be. I don't know. I think you I'm, underestimate us. I'm, we have. To thanks, Heather. Him. Back to you. <laughs> We have to give him a nickname for Mike because that's Mike. Everyone's gonna look. So I'm Cop Mike, <laughs> and you're Cool Mike, Coffee, and then that's just Middle Mike. Brandon can be Middle, middle Mike. Mike. <laughs> middle Mike. Midnight Middle Mike. So, midnight and middle. Then midnight Mike, Cop Mike. Cool Mike, and then just this asshole in the middle. <laughs> that's you. Huh? I didn't say that. No, no. You and, did. Oh, and Mike. <laughs> Mike. I know Coffee. myself. It's okay if you accidentally swear on our podcast. I don't do that. I don't believe in it. I think it's wrong. Okay, good. So, <laughs> Well, you'll fit right in with our listeners. <laughs> uh, <we> had, <laughs> getting complaints, huh? We had one. One complaint. What, what, we had a review that said, uh, too much laughing, too many inside jokes, one out of five. Really? <laughs> like, what? God forbid <laughs> you have fun. Yeah, I was like, what a what a fun person. You actually got a me. review? I'd take a one out of five. We haven't even gotten any of those yet. You don't want a one out of five. Actually, I don't even know that it matters. Who knows what reviews even mean on, on podcasts? No one, I can't even find any concrete evidence that it means anything. So who knows? I'm, See, internet, I'm just, the rules are made up. Yeah. I'm just trying to actually get our podcast on Apple so far. We're on every other platform. And I submitted Man, to I, Apple, and then I was looking, why hasn't it been posted? Why hasn't it been posted? And the other night when I was at work, I looked it up really quick because I didn't have a lot of time. I was trying to epi- uh, load up this most recent episode, and it, then it says it has to be in stereo, and I'm like, wait a minute. Everything I've read and everything I've done has been exporting to mono and then uploading in an MP3 format, and now Apple wants it as an MP4 in stereo and all this other bullshit, so I haven't even started to go back and re-edit or re Well, I just Googled it, yeah. and I mean, not to do this live no, on the okay. show, but <laughs> it's showing up on iTunes for me. Is it really? Yeah, hold on one second. Okay. I I don't have an Apple or an iPhone, so I don't know. I don't well, have iTunes anymore. I've got great news. Yeah. Because I do. It just came up. Hold on. I want to see this. Oh. It's showing up. Well, anyway, let's no, keep no. talking about stuff that isn't super duper boring. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, podcast inside the podcast podcast. <laughs> well, I sent you an email to your podcast email, but you've been so busy I never got a reply. So I just had to wing it to myself. For what one? I sent it a couple. Has What'd to be four weeks ago. I was to asked, the podcast podcast email. Yeah, yeah. What was the question? Uh, I don't know. Hey, I'm starting a How podcast. Do you, do you do have this? any tips? <laughs> <laughs> we we answered that on the on the podcast when we were at Dan's. But you you answered it on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, he, maybe I was waiting reply. for an email. <laughs> Mike wanted oh! special treatment. <laughs> I missed oh, it. We, we answered it on the podcast. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, we, we when we were at Dan's house, we actually answered it on the podcast. Oh, awesome! Well, thank so you. So who's a jerk now? I wouldn't go back and listen to verify, but no, I'm pretty sure we we actually answered that on the podcast. That's I'm almost pretty funny. Of that. 
Okay. <laughs> well, this is the part of the show where I asked Brandon how his week was at work. Oh, because that gonna... sounds real interesting. Yeah, Brandon, was... what what happened at work? Well, a person got hit by a car. Wait, and... what do you do? So I'm also a cop. What? Yep. <laughs> that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm following along now. Saw the whole team of police officers. I got it. That I thought it was sexual. Workers. I really did. I went into this thinking it was sexual, but okay. Well, if you look at the logo, they are actually furry, <laughs> furry handcuffs and pink, which is my favorite thing to tell people when they complain about. Oh, these are uncomfortable. It's like, well, they're not. They're not the fuzzy ones. Yeah. They're not built for comfort. <laughs> they're not built for comfort. That's what yeah, we say so, every time. So you so had a person had somebody... hit by a car. Yeah, he lived though. He's homeless, so he's like super strong. Well, they always live. All the homeless people yeah. live when they get hit by cars. Jeez. And then it they was do. really fun to work uh, two separate very shootings about, uh, about a half mile away from each other with a bunch of guys that are still in uh, FTO. FTO. So that was uh, fun. Especially when one of the people comes just running out of the apartment as you're like setting up on the place. I totally know what FTO is, but let's pretend someone didn't know what so, it was. We could explain it to them so, just because so they're some F- idiot or something. So FTO stands for um, Field Training Officer. So oh, okay. when you're in, I mean, yes, training, of course, but if you didn't know so, that now, you know, yeah, because Mike <laughs> knows all of the things. So when you're, when you come fresh out of the Academy, you get assigned an FTO, a trainer that you ride with for some places you stick with one guy the entire time. Other places like where I work, you stick with one guy for a month then you go to a new guy, then you go to a third guy and then you come back at the end to your original guy who can kind of, who saw you at the very beginning and then can then go, okay, so now you've progressed all the way up to where now you can uh, go and go forth and be by yourself. And it's about 16 weeks of being told everything you did wrong in the day. <laughs> like, I don't like the way you put oh, your marriage. pants on. That was wrong. <laughs> marriage. Yeah, but That's then imagine like years. your wife hands you a form at the end of the day and goes, here's how much you suck today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> marriage. Okay. Were yeah. you in the I'm pick <laughs> Were you in the pick car, Brandon? Were you doing a no, pick so- car? So here's the thing, in it, where I work, um, they're not going to actually train you how to pit because we're not authorized to do that. But if you have put yourself through pit training, which pit stands for pit, uh, pursuit intervention technique. So it's when you like watch the LA Trying to knock shows. them sideways or whatever. Yeah, Oops. You get yeah. in the back of them, get them loose and spin them <laughs> it's out. It's called a pit move. I yeah. know that. I've heard yeah, that phrase. Okay, pit, yeah, yeah. pit maneuver. So unless you go <laughs> and put yourself through the pit training, then you can do it. But, if, but they're not going to pay uh, to send you there. Oh, so I was asking if you're on the evidence, if you're driving one of the evidence cars. Oh, no, I'm not driving one of the evidence cars. I'm one of the rifle cars. Okay. Well, we all have rifles, and so I didn't know if you... Ours don't. You have to beg. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's what happens when you work for a department that has 9 million I got one. That's fine. Yeah, good. So you had two shootings. Yeah, that was fun. A homeless guy hit by a car. Yeah. Yeah, some guy, like, accidentally shot his hand. It went through his uh, apartment wall into the neighboring apartment and just missed a lady's nugget. Oh my Holy God. Cow. Yeah. She yeah, we, was less than thrilled with the guy. I would imagine. Wow. Remember I told you that we have that low rent, um, low budget motel and one in the beast zone in my department. Mm-hmm. So we had a guy, uh, not just last year, he had a weapon It misfired or he shot it off in his room and it went through the closet into the next room you know, and almost hit two people that were just getting ready to have some sex, I guess. Well, that'll and... certainly spice it up a bit. <laughs> yeah. So they called us, and they're like, this bullet just came through this this wall. And I'm like, get out of here. No one <laughs> shut up. Through the... get out. So we found Both the Covered in whipped cream. Right. Found the bullet. <laughs> I had to go to this room where this guy just shot his gun. 
you know, knocking on the door. My buddy and I were, were posted up outside, hopefully not going to get shot in the face. And uh, he wouldn't answer the door. So then we went of around the corner. Not. He just shot a gun through the wall. Right. We Did someone went hear away. that? <laughs> Maybe if I pretend like I'm not here, they'll just go away. Well, Shh, don't move. We don't pretended move. like we weren't there. We did the whole Homer fades into the background gif thing. <laughs> well, I guess we'll leave now. Right. <laughs> and then I went around the We're corner. We're going to go. We're not here. <laughs> and the guy came out. So he comes out of his room. He's got his hands in his pocket. And I, I call him over to me. I'm like, don't take your hands out of your pocket. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, just don't take your hands out of your pocket. And my buddy came up behind him and you know grabbed his hands. And uh, he still had a weapon on him. But luckily, Shocker. none of us got shot in the face. Yeah, but that's, that's the, good. Our, our lowest. Oh, ruined the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't <laughs> I would not have been able to do this by myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got Mike to help you. Yeah. That's okay. So, Mike, how was your week? Mike, me? Uh, no, Mike, Mike coffee. coffee. Mike coffee. I know oh, you're talking was. to yourself. <laughs> I thought we'd establish you were also Mike, and I just assumed you were asking yourself again how your own week was. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> no. when I talk to myself, I go self. Self, dear self. <laughs> Right. It's me again, me. No, I uh, my week has been real. What is today? Thursday. It's been good. Yes. Yeah. Just busy. I'm just getting caught up. I took a day off. I hadn't taken a day off in like three and a half weeks or something like that. I took Monday off. I didn't do anything. I got well. I worked my day job, but instead of going into the shop and working for five hours, I uh, took the whole night off and just kind of caught up on administrative stuff and hung out with my wife, and that gave me a ton of energy. And uh, I've got a few projects around the house that I've just been. Um, not doing because <laughs> I'm so busy <laughs> with orders and, and commissions right now. I built this shed like I got this. I got a CNC, a pretty big CNC, like uh, in the fall last year. So I built a shed so I could clear clear space out of my garage to make sh- space for my CNC. And I never finished the shed. <laughs> it's just it's built <laughs> and there's a roof on it, but it hasn't been painted. There's no door on it, nothing. So I was like, I'm just gonna build this door. And I had bought this. Uh, you ever seen this thermally modified wood before? They like bake all the uh, organic material out of the wood, so oh. it's really good for exterior. Um, I had bought it to make the door for the shed and for the trim for the shed, and I I just I was like I'm just gonna build this door, and I had never built a door before, and I built it in like two and a half hours. It was super fun the other night. I just had fun. <laughs> I cranked up the music and I just knocked out this door. It was great. That's like I fast, glued this too. panel up. That's awesome. Yeah. I glued this panel up. I put everything together, and it was just a really good time. I don't know, it was really fun. But um, I've been uh, working on. I got like I got three tables on the bench. We were in that live earlier. I got three tables on the bench right now. I'm working on. I've got a fourth one in the hopper. I'm working on two other ones. Trying to land two other ones right now. So tables have become kind of like my uh, my go to. Um, I did that. <laughs> I got this guy. Um, with my CNC, one of the things I offer, one of the services, is slab flattening. And uh, a guy has become kind of a good customer. Well, not kind of. He's become a very good customer now. He had reached out to me through, uh, I told you guys about that Urban Wood Rescue place where I'm on yeah. their website. Um, uh, he reached out to me from that, and uh, I had flattened a couple 12-foot-long slabs for him on my CNC. He was going to make one of those river tables, which I can't okay. stand, but people love those things. <laughs> um, uh, and so he was going to make one of those. I flattened those slabs. I'm actually going to be flattening. He got it all poured, and now he's having the final flattening done. I'm going to be doing that. And he calls me, and I'm supposed to be picking that stuff up here in a week and a half or something. He calls me and goes, hey, you know anyone who makes doors? I was like, yeah, <laughs> I do. I make, do- I I make doors. It's so <laughs> funny you mentioned that. No, so I'm, I'm actually making him a barn door. It's eight foot tall, 42 inches wide. 
I'm going to wow. be doing, um, I'm going to be double backing ultralight 3DF, three, three quarter inch MDF. And I'm going to be cutting out like a pretty modern, like a mid-century modern design pattern on it, like a Chevron. It's going to be a Chevron, oh, okay. but like opposing directional Chevrons on there. So I'm going to be doing that on my CNC with a V-bit. And then I'm just going to be spraying it gray with my spray setup. So uh, that's going to be a fun build. I've never done one of those sliding barn doors. So I'm just trying to take on as much work as I can so I can learn as much as I can because I'm going to be doing this full time pretty soon. Right. Um, and I mean, I am doing it full time now, but it's going to be full time. Right. Yeah, I'm going to be full time. Like, I, I mean, I work like a lot right now. <laughs> I sleep like four yeah. hours a night and I work like eight to nine hours in my, my family business. And then I. You know, I, on the weekends, I wake up, I'm in the shop by like 8, and I'm out there till about 10 o'clock at night, uh, Saturday and Sunday. And then on the weekdays, I get home from work about 5, and then uh, do family time till about 8, and then I'm out there till like 11 every night. And then I do administrative stuff in the evenings after that. So I, I usually, <laughs> I sleep for like 4 hours a night, uh, and it's horrible. <laughs> I hate it yeah. so much. So, well, like, trust uh, me, the two of us can relate. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I just, I just need a, I need I can make a living off the thing I love, so now I'm working towards that. So I'm just in the middle of this like weird transitional paradigm in my life where I'm trying to go from uh, doing something I love for fun to doing something I love to pay for my right life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and I'm starting to land all these really big jobs, which is really cool. Like the business side has taken off really well, and I'm really fortunate that that's gone so well. It's just gone really, really well. So, um, I'm really right now just working on a bunch of tables to sum up what I just took 40 minutes to answer. I'm working on a bunch of tables and I'm trying to land a bunch more tables. So that's where I'm at with my life right now. So Good. that's what I'm doing anyway. Sorry for the long no, drawn that's, out spiel. That's why we have an hour and a half long show. Cause we like yeah. to oh, have spiels. You might. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> no. So, I, yeah, by so, the end of it, it usually gets pretty interesting. Well, yeah, I hope so. This is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you seem real nice and polished and like, hey, we're going to actually interview Mike Coffee, And then by the end of it, we're just going to be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Shirts off. Yep. <laughs> I don't have enough room in my closet. All right, there we go. Yeah, you're like in a – you said closet. I was thinking it's like, like an kind of full-size thing. Like this is a uh, – this is a very so, – very I mean, narrow. This is our guest room. One of the four bedrooms, but this is our guest room. Oh, Why are there two people on that bed? I don't know what they're doing back there. Because <laughs> um, they're guests. It's that motel room that got yeah. shot at? Yeah. It was Mike. Right. It was Mike the whole time. He's the one that shot. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm not policing. I'm causing police action. Um, it's job so security. This was a, it's a three foot by, I don't know, three foot closet that was an abnormal shape in the room. The regular clothes closet's over there. I don't know what this was. So you we had just... a guest room with two closets? Yeah, and this closet that I'm in... <laughs> Must be nice. ...was used to store my son's CD collection, apparently. So <laughs> I got tired of having people cooking and walking and doing all that stuff around me when I'm trying to record the show. So this is where I came. And it's actually... I want to convert the whole Cozy. room into an actual like office studio thing, but... We Man, have, uh, yeah. sorry. it's not going to work. I'm I, sorry. My friend, my son has a kid or someone stay over here constantly, like once every other month. So we, I really can't wait to move and figure <laughs> out my new shop and have like an actual office. I just, and, and a spot to record and do all voiceover stuff for 
Oh, man, it, it's not bad in here. Like our guest room's fine, but I really want it separate from the house. Cause right, I like yeah. to delineate things and I really want my shop to be where I do all my coffee custom build stuff. And then I come into the house and then that's family time. So like, I really, really, when I get a shop, when we get a new house, I'm looking for a really big shop. Like I want 2000 plus square feet for oh, my shop easily. with a spray room right. and an office. Cause I mean, I'm, I have, you guys saw when I did that, when we were doing the live, I have, I have tables everywhere. Oh, I have yeah. nowhere to walk. I'm tripping over my stuff. And on the weekends I have, uh, my cousin comes in and helps me for 16 hours on the weekends. And we're just tripping over each other. It's right. a mess, like an absolute mess. Like I just, I just need space. Well, need space. this is help. my temporary. This is my third and last, third and and out of four homes. So I'm in the middle of a huge remodel in You've my house. You've been renoing for as long as I've known you. Right, and I've I've just <laughs> got the plumber work done uh, in the new bath, the newest bathroom. So I'm going to be doing all that. So I started to not take orders from my business because. I'm not going to have any time. So I was looking into building a barn door for the bathroom. It's in my master bedroom, so it's the ensuite. I'm looking at building a barn door, looking at building a vanity, and I'm like, screw this. I, I went online to Home Depot. I'm like, oh, look, here's a six-panel barn door that looks like my actual doors. Sometimes it's just not worth it. Buy. Yeah. You just got to do it. Buy so it. I'm going to buy the barn door. I'm on the fence about building the vanity. Uh, I, I take pride in doing that work. And I like the fact that the other two bathrooms, I've built the vanities in them. It's something to leave behind for the other guy to tear out because he doesn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> but There's I don't value care. in buying things a lot of times. Yeah, and I mean, saving just... time is worth it to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I do still have a huge... I mean, you got a $700 podcasting board. Time is worth it to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it actually, yeah, this board that creates feedback. I don't know how we're going to work around that, but whatever. I you can't wait it. for sound effect. Yeah, you got it figured out. I, yeah. That's because I turned off your input, so it's no longer recording you oh. guys. Oh, well. Uh-oh. It's just recording me, I think. I don't know. So, <laughs> whatever. If Only you message we'll me tomorrow and tell me that all this was lost, oh, no. I'm going to be pissed. Squadcast, <laughs> yeah, Squadcast has you. I just don't have okay, it on good. this machine. I understand. But I'm, I'm going to use this. Uh, I've got a podcast coming up with a police officer in the UK. Oh. and uh, he has They have some, those there? They do. Yeah, uh, they wear the funny little weird hats oh, with yeah, two yeah, bills. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, I'm thinking of the guys with the fuzzy hats who don't move. That's not a cop, No, those are, no the, those are the guards. The guards, right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So he actually is going to have the episode he wants me to be on. is going to drop on 9-11. So, um, oh, wow. Yeah. Since I was working on 9-11 That's a heavy know, episode. as a police officer. Yeah, that should be interesting. But he has a roadcaster as well, so we'll be able to record on each end, and then I can just send it. Yeah, you've my, definitely my piqued audio. my interest on that machine. It sounds pretty great. It is pretty cool. There's a ton of videos out on it. Uh, I'm still waiting for sound effects. What do you want to hear? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the... Crap, I didn't label it. <laughs> I don't have the... Uh, Random cat noises. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can have all that. I just <laughs> so uh, that sounds. It really does sound cool. I'm really, yeah. really, my interest just peaked on that machine. Cool. I'll, uh, it's called Roadcaster Pro. So when you get Sweet. off, you can check it out. Um, I'm gonna do it right now. You okay. guys just keep talking. Yeah. All right. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, it's cool. So my <laughs> week at work. Cart. <laughs> this. Yeah. Uh, don't say your credit card number out loud, though, Mike. Uh, <laughs> or uh, go ahead and do it. Or just do it. I have my pencil. <laughs> right. I had a quiet week at work, um, which consisted of just Monday and Tuesday, because Brandon and I recorded our last episode. What is today? Today is Thursday. Thursday. Right. We recorded Saturday night. Right, Brandon? 
So I don't uh, know. I hardly this know is a short is. week for us. When do you guys typically release? Uh, we release on Wednesdays at midnight. Wednesday. Yeah, because we're both up overnight, so I just schedule it to drop uh, midnight on Wednesday morning. So this will be a short. This is a longer turnaround for me. I've got time to edit it and stuff because when I work all weekend, so I'm working Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and weekends by me are hair on fire, man short. All we do is run for three nights, <laughs> 36 hours straight. We're just running. So uh, I won't be getting any podcast stuff done. But on Monday and Tuesday of this week, uh, when I worked, it was relatively quiet. So I don't have any exciting stories to share with you guys this week because uh, nothing really happened too exciting. Well, I expect more next week. Well, you can only hope the criminals are listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've told you, I don't care if I do anything for the next 11 months. I'm just going to go hide. Is that when you retire? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got nice. 11, 11 months to go. Um, I'll Sweet. be retiring from law enforcement, but not from working. So, what are you going to do? Greeter at Menards? Uh, I haven't figured it out yet, but uh, I'm going to do a lot of security work because that pays really well. Oh, are you? I'm yeah, gonna, private, private money. Area. Yeah, I want to teach because I got my master's degree a few years ago. So, I want to do nice. some teaching and uh, I can do more of my own shop work. You know, I'm that's awesome, man. Yeah, I envy you guys that work an eight hour day because. I had this. I wish I worked an eight-hour day. Well, you, your regular job. That's so. <laughs> you didn't hear him break you know, down his. Thing. Yeah, when when I had Delmar over and we were doing the Jumanji build for the Makers collab, he 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 said to me, "Hey, can you get this done?" And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." And then he comes over, and I hadn't finished whatever I was supposed to do. And he goes, "I thought you were gonna have this finished." And I said, "Well, I I worked all weekend." And he goes, "Okay." And I'm like, "No, no, I worked all weekend." So when I work, Mike, coffee, I work 12-hour shifts. So I leave my house at 5.30 in the evening. I come home at 7.45 the next morning. I go right to bed. There's no going to the shop or anything like yeah. that because I get up at 4 in the afternoon, which is 4 in the morning for you, and that's my 36 hours of work weekend. So I only get in the shop on days I don't have work or nights because right. I'm not up during the day. So I'm only in the shop this week two nights, tonight and last night. Next week, I only work Wednesday night and Thursday night, so I'll be in the gotcha. shop for five days. That's I, tough. Yeah, yeah, you have that weird rotating schedule, but it's the same thing for me, except I don't work 12-hour shifts. I just live an hour away from work. So I'll mm. I'll leave here at 7 in the uh, in the evening, get back at around 8, 8.30 the next morning. I'll walk past everything in my shop and go, yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to do that or I need to do that, and then it's straight <laughs> to bed, and then some days I have to get up extra early to go do Little League because none of these other parents want to – help out that's rough <laughs> hey me and my wife coached uh, my daughter in little league for she was seven when she started with us she started when she was six but then we took over from seven to 13 we coached her she yes. was the only girl in all of boys little league yeah so i've so. got I've, I've got two teams this season oh god because yeah that's, <laughs> that's, my, that's, that's yeah, the way to do it mike your son is growing yeah, my, no, he will eventually for sure. My uh, yeah. my eight year old's team though, we did win again today. Oh, congratulations! F- Fifteen to nine. Oh, big win! Big win for the Cubs. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> everyone's happy that your kids' team won. I forgot you're a Giants <laughs> fan, right? I am. I'm a oh, diehard Giants fan. You know, man. we're going to be facing you in the World Series. I know. I'm looking forward to it. We'll have to make another bet like our uh, Cowboys 49er bet. 
Well, after you pay up on that one first, then you can pay <laughs> up on that. You better start looking at plane tickets, buddy. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm looking at plane tickets. I, I can jump on a plane. If I go to California, though, I'm storming over to Coffee's house as well because I don't want to make a— uh, We're nowhere near each other, but you're welcome I to know. go. It's, yeah. You're going to spend a lot of time driving and spend yes. a lot of time in traffic. <laughs> I've driven through Sacramento uh, numerous times, Mike, back yeah? in the day. Yeah, yeah. When I oh, right, because of your family out there. Right. Down south of there, yeah. Yeah, I used to drive—we um, drive across Route 80. Mm-hmm. And then, actually, the last time I went, so it's been a while, the last time I drove out to California, the Bulls had just won their sixth championship. They beat the Jazz, and we were driving through Salt Lake, and we had our Bulls gear on, and I, I said to my wife, let's just pull off and go down by the Delta Center where the Jazz play. And she's like, okay, what do you want to do there? I'm like, I just want to see where the Jazz play. So we get off the expressway after driving on the Salt Flats. We get off the expressway. And I go into a 7-Eleven or whatever it is, and I'm like, hey, where are the Jazz playing? I'm like, oh, right down there. So we go over there, and they were having a WNBA game, and we parked right in front, and we got out with all of our Bulls gear on, and we started yelling, Chicago Bulls, <laughs> and then we got back in the car and drove away. <laughs> that was my Salt Lake City trip. But, so uh, it's funny you mentioned the WNBA. So I used to live in Sacramento. I'm sorry? I used to live in Sacramento. No, no, I heard you. Sac- yeah, I know. It was rough. <laughs> I had to drive by the freaking Capitol every day. So That's actually really cool. It was the first couple times, but then it just got old. <laughs> okay. So Sacramento used to have a WNBA team right. Monarchs. Monarchs. Oh, Mike's a fan. So Mike's got a hat. One, nope. <laughs> one of the years that they won. Chonies. Got my Monarchs chonies on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so one of the years they won I, the WNBA title, my buddy and I were – board we showed up down at arco arena at like halftime bought five dollar tickets sat courtside and we're on the court for the trophy presentation oh that's celebrated cool. with all the players like out on the court <laughs> really yeah we just walked right out there like, whatever <laughs> we just owned it like we were supposed to be there you just, yeah you just <laughs> confidence will get you anywhere <laughs> my brother does that with bands and that's how we got to meet like all the members of Sticks and Journey and everything else. He just walks in backstage like he belongs there. I don't know how <laughs> he's gotten away with it for so many years. I don't <laughs> I don't understand, but it works. Confidence is key. Hey, are you clicking your mic, Brandon? No. Okay. I heard a mic click. All right, it's not you. Stop the show. Stop the show. All right. <laughs> Damn it, we gotta know. Who so, the hell? Yeah, what the hell is clicking? Because I'm gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> ah, it'll be fine. Hey, Mike Coffee, I've learned um, how to edit all kinds of stuff out of these podcasts very quickly. <laughs> Seven seconds yeah. delays. Do you yeah. have a? Do you host through Buzzsprout? No, I host through Squad. Oh, you mean no, oh Squad? Yeah, yeah. No, Squadcast uh, does your hosting. Yeah, they do the. No, no, Squadcast does my recording, and RSS dot com does my hosting. Oh, okay. We're using. Um, we're using Buzzsprout, and they have this feature called Magic Mastering. We pay like ten bucks more a month for. Okay. Oh man, I edit it, clean it up a lot. Yeah. And Magic Mastering actually goes through the entire file and pulls out any erroneous sounds that shouldn't be there. It does. Oh, nice. Amazing for ten bucks. It's so yeah. worth it. It's so <laughs> worth it. Anyway, it's it's really nice. It makes really clear audio. But yeah, editing uh, editing a podcast is no fun. <laughs> I have to do that tomorrow night. <laughs> I, I try and jump on it right away, but I, I actually yeah. just purchased Logic Pro so I could do it better than Audacity. 
Yeah. Um, I was having issues oh, with I've Audacity. I've never edited on Audacity. I've never edited in there. Yeah, don't. Yeah, it it's, looks really dated. Although it does do a great conversion from um, stereo to mono for me. Because after mm. I edit it in Logic Pro, I bring it into Audacity to convert it to mono. Because Logic Pro doesn't convert to mono. Do you guys record and upload in stereo? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then everything I've heard might be wrong. I know Probably. Apple likes stereo. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just rec- We record it all out in... Oh, no, you know what? No, that's not true. We do everything. Hold on. Let me pull up my file right now. All right. Uh, I think we actually do... I think we are exporting in mono, actually. Hold on. Okay. Uh, I can pull it up right now. I've got last week's file up. Uh, mono. Oh, it's recording okay. in mono. All right. Yep. All right, cool. I, I don't know to... that it actually. It might actually create its own stereo file though, so I will. I will check from on huh. that when I uh, when I get out of here because I'll have to check the actual file uploads because it might actually be stereo when it goes into Buzzsprout. Okay. Because right. Buzzsprout actually might feed it out to all the uh, yeah the, uh, platforms yeah. in stereo. Okay. So I'll find oh, out. Well. All right. Let me know because I'm still doing. I'm recording in stereo, breaking it down to mono, and sending it out in mono. But who knows. I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing that. And it's a new show, Mike. We're young. Well, the show's young. I'm not young. <laughs> so, I'm old man Mike. All right, so. <laughs> old man Mike. Old man Mike. Jeez. I'm the Jeez. oldest guy in my police department. How about that? Well, you're in about to whole, retire. I mean, you've in the whole department? Yeah. Well, the chief's got a few years on me, but he's no longer um, a commissioned police officer. He's now a civilian. What do they call those? Um employee he doesn't have the title of chief oh director of police that's what it is civilian so he retired as chief then they hired him as a director of police personnel so he gets his hmm. full pension after like 30 years and a big salary on Plus top of that his new salary yeah See, that's how you do it that's how you do wow. it Wow. when i mentioned i wanted to become a chief somewhere i got i'm not moving to kansas so let's see how <laughs> <laughs> I guess I won't be double dipping anywhere. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Although I would like to. So I think the first topic that I found that I wanted to talk about, I found an article on police one, police.com by Kyle Sumter. And the article is, I don't know tell I'm, I'm losing it's uh, titled should it's, cops it's shoot ki- it's kind of misleading to incapacitate uh, you think it's misleading so if if you think about it from like just uh, the average everyday person incapacitate would the first thing that popped in my head was like this is going to be somebody that's going to be like demanding police shoot in the arm or the leg or try to you know shoot the knife out of their hand but right. then once you actually dig into the article, like, no, it, it's exactly what we're trained to do, which is to shoot center mass. And we're not shooting to kill. We're shooting to stop the threat. We are shooting to incapacitate. Whether right? or not, I mean. That's yeah, what I the mean, article's about. Yeah. And if we're pulling out a gun and pulling a trigger, that, that encounter has escalated to a deadly force encounter. So, yes, I'm using something that is capable of killing, but that's not what the end goal is it's just to get you to stop doing what you're doing because you've presented a deadly threat either to me or to somebody else yeah and this article's very i found it very good because just like you said you thought what it was going to be how many times have we heard people say in the media now when there's a shooting they'll say why didn't they just shoot the gun out of his hand and i'm like um no that's really hard right now maybe 
a trained sniper from far away after he's figuring out the rotation of the earth and the gravitational pull and all that other stuff that goes into that, maybe that person could shoot a gun. And I've seen some videos. There's a video going around. It had to be 15 years old now. There's a guy in the street sitting on a chair, and he's holding a weapon. He's got a pistol in his hand, and he's it's sitting down below his He's leaning forward on the chair, and he's just sitting there, and then he put the gun up to his head, and then he puts the gun down. And at some point, this video was probably shot, Brandon, when you were like seven. Um, but there's somewhere a, a sniper shoots this guy, this gun out of this guy's hand, and I think too many people have seen that video <laughs> because well, I, now I that's all they TV. want to do. Right. I all the TV that's all shows. They, do they just shoot it out of their hand. Well, I, I mean, you have to be an expert marksman, right? <laughs> I can do that shot. I don't know about you, uh, Brandon, Mike. <laughs> uh, under pressure with adrenaline dump and eh, all that? There's no, no pressure. No, I should probably shoot center mass. But if you put me, you know, 500 meters away with a with a rifle with a scope, yeah, I could make that shot. Right. Yeah. As long if as it's don't... not too windy, then I might need two. So your SWAT guys aren't trained to shoot uh, bullets out of hands or guns no. out of hands. I don't if they know, could maybe. shoot a I'm bullet a out of the guy. air, that'd be really good. <laughs> You're not a SWAT guy yet. No, but but our guys can curve the bullet. Just right, like in Wanted. Movie. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Wanted. Yes, I, I wanted to try that on the range, and I got shot down. So, that's, that's a lot of puns. For some, <laughs> I guess that would puns. be pun oh, intended yeah. on that one. <laughs> Unintended intended pun. Uh, so I found that, that a very good read, and they had a bunch of videos if people want to check out the article, they can see a whole bunch of uh, scenarios where shooting center mass actually didn't stop somebody. Somebody with a knife, one of the videos, gets shot seven times and then drops their knife. And then they pick the knife up again, get shot seven more times. Um, not every bullet is going to hit a critical spot in the body. But if you start aiming at hands, feet, and knees, and shoulders and stuff... Uh, you could altogether miss and then kill somebody in the background. So I don't know. It's just a very confusing uh, time right now with what people yeah. want us to do. I, I've had it broken down a pretty, I thought it was a pretty good way. So think of it like a car. If your car's got like one little oil leak, it's going to take a while before that's a major problem and your car stops working. Now, if your car has several oil leaks, your car is going to break down a lot faster. Well, it's the same thing with the body. If you're, if you have one hole in it, you're leaking a little bit of blood. If you're high or that determined, you can fight through that. But you put enough holes and you're leaking a lot of fluids, fluids you're going to stop a lot sooner. So, Hopefully before you reach somebody else and harm somebody else. Yeah, optimally. Because that does happen where they, they keep going. This one, the one article in here, one story in this, the guy got shot, stole a squad car. Drove away in the squad car, crashed through some stuff, and then uh, finally ended up, you know, dying after that. But unbelievable. So that was the first article I wanted to talk about. And since we've pretty much, I'll just drop this on the floor. That went fast. See, Mike, you're <laughs> going to be out of here quickly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, and then I had, my wife sent me an article. Now she's contributing to the show. She's Spe special contributor. 15% profits. Uh, yeah, she yeah, emailed me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's emailing me all kinds of stuff. So last oh, week or two Mike weeks ago. Her with love. Aw. Aw. <laughs> Since 1985. 
Remember we said not That's to go to St. Louis? I was born. I know it is. <laughs> Thanks for that, young guy. So there's a the mayor in um, the most murderous city, which is St. Louis, <laughs> vows to shut down notorious prisons and defund the police because more police doesn't prevent crime. That's the uh, story headline that drew my ear, ire. What is it, ire? Uh, ire. Ire. That drew my ire. They are ahead of Baltimore, Chicago, and Detroit for the sixth year running. Not only do they have a good baseball team, they lead the nation in homicides per capita. Two hundred sixty-two good at something. So <laughs> yeah, so her here she is again saying that they're going to take money away from the police and close jail, close a jail. And she said, "Oh, this is the way they put it. This was a Yahoo article, so I don't really." They don't really read a lot of stuff on Yahoo because they don't like check their articles and stuff. But more police doesn't prevent crime. The 49-year-old speaking from her grand uh, hotel room said, uh, "Must be tough being the mayor of St. Louis. It is a tough job." But she was in a wood-paneled office in downtown. So she said, "Here's one thing I wanted to ask you, Brandon, because I want to get to the point." Okay. Research done in the police department. I don't know which police department she's speaking of because she doesn't mention it. She says, right, the police department. Shows that 50% of calls can be answered by someone other than police. 50%. How about by you? I don't know if it's that high, but there's a lot of calls. I know it's not that high. Answered or somebody else could go to it. Well, here's the only thing I can think of for me. Our department sends us on every ambulance call. You know, 758, really? uh, assist the ambulance for the 84-year-old with a stomachache. I'm like, really? why you do I have to, to go? <laughs> yes. You should not be going to that. I roll up. I wave to the firemen and paramedics because, you know, we all know each other. And I sit in my car because why am I going to get out unless the guy wants to start fighting? That's why we go. Yeah. They send us in case there's a fight. And I'm like, okay, how about you send the fire department with us when we go on burglar alarms? Just in case there's an ad- a bad guy in there, they have to shoot him. You know they're there already, well, but they don't want to do that. Staging like a mile yeah, of course. Down the road is first. it safe to get my coffee? They're so, always like, "Is it safe for the fire department to come in?" They're staging down the block. I'm like, God, it's it's yeah. Come, please, just yeah, come in. Yeah, firefighters for as tough as they are <laughs> and everything. Like, if it's like they get a medical call for somebody that you know it, I've seen it for like an 86 year old guy who's will not co- will not be cooperative with with medics will then get dispatched out because fire will stage down the street until we come in and make sure it's safe, which usually consists of <laughs> for hey, an 86 year old man. Yeah. Which <laughs> went in there and was like, Hey, the paramedics are going to come in here and they're going to make sure you're okay. Please be nice to them. Okay. All right, cool. Come on. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's ridiculous. So cool. on, on your department, what calls could you not have to go on that someone else can like Mike, Mike's riding along with you. Hey, send the woodworker in. What What do you think <laughs> the calls would be for Mike? Do you need bow ties? <laughs> right, I got bow ties. You, damn, you need new tables. Here's my card. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I personally think just about any like music call. I don't think oh, like a loud, to to. loud loud music. Yeah. Plan? Loud music. Like so the kids down the street are having a party. Unless someone's sh- like shooting a gun off or they're like causing actual destruction to your property. Like just don't don't be that person. Well, they are like, breaching let, the peace. Let them have 
Let's care. say it's midnight. Be nice enough to your neighbors, invite you to the party. That's the <laughs> trick. When, right. When you have a block party, you have to invite everyone around you, or if you're having a party, so no Except one calls Ted. the police. Ted's yeah, not Ted. Ted, Ted. <laughs> Come on, Ted. Well, that's why I tell these people when I show up to the musicals, like, because every single time they ask me, who called? Who called? I go, probably the neighbor that you didn't invite. Right. <laughs> He's you looking out the window. Called, invite your neighbor. Yeah, the one who's like peeking through the See windows the blinds? to make sure that we're yeah. actually doing it. That's the person who called. <laughs> I can't tell you. Now, we just drive by and hit our siren, and then they kind of get the point. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> so you think those calls could be done by... I, I, anyone else can do Joe that. Safety. Yeah. Parking issues. I don't care. But they'd, then they'd gonna... have to be given powers to write tickets and stuff. I don't care. I don't care if you get a ticket for parking like three inches into your neighbor's driveway. You can that still happens, get out. Mike. Right. No, and I know. say it's three inches into my driveway. Cool. So here's I, a call. I don't care. <laughs> when I brought this up to my wife and, I, and we had this discussion earlier tonight about what calls do I have to go on, she goes, how about that call you got with the dog that was harassing the woman? So you heard me, right? So I get a call. A woman calls and says, my neighbor's dog's harassing me. So I go up to the house, and she's outside waiting for me, and she's storming mad. She comes stomping down the driveway, and I said, hey, how can I help you? And she's like, that dog over there is harassing me. I'm like, who's harassing you? The dog. The dog's harassing me. And my buddy Brian pulls up in the street, and he, he's looking at me out of his window, and he's laughing because he knows this woman's 1096. She's crazy, Mike. 1096 is crazy. Um, <laughs> is that by you, 1096 by that. you? No, that's 5150. Oh, 1096 is a tax form out here. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 1096 well, for, for is crazy us, here. A, a, a 10 followed by 96 means that I've got a, a pedestrian at gunpoint. Oh, God. Mm. You're, we can't. See, this has to be standardized. 1099 is a warrant. 1096 is crazy. All that. Okay. All right. 1050. Close. Okay. You guys have different codes across the country. That's what needs to be focused on. Right, Mike? (laughs) It's it's ridiculous. And then we have different codes across California. Oh, really? Yes. We use the Illinois State Police 10 codes. That's what we use. So most of the departments out. Out here, use the Illinois State Police ten code. So it sounds yeah, like most you guys of us use like kind of the CHP standard, and then like LAPD has their own language that they speak that nobody else does. Okay. So this woman cool. was ten ninety six, and she wasn't. <laughs> We've got a global flop. <laughs> a global flop. A glo- Not a global. Global <laughs> flop. Oh, we got a Google flop. We gotta go. Be careful, guys. Google, Google flop. Google flop. <laughs> We're gonna get those. So I'm trying to talk to this woman. That this dog can't harass her because it's a dog. Because it can't speak English. Right. And it's <laughs> it was speaking in tongues. I spent about <laughs> twenty minutes too long on that call because I just want to appease the lady, you know, and so was it a make sure. long call? Yes. <laughs> did you shoot center of mass? I did not. <laughs> but <laughs> just did show. you dispatch the animal? No, but I <laughs> Is did. that what it is? Is that what you say? Yeah, it's a real dispatch nice animal? like humane okay. way to say that I shot it. <laughs> We do plenty of shootings because we ourselves because we were right by the forest preserve, so we have a ton of deer hit by cars, especially in, in oh, the really? fall when they're yeah when they're rutting. So you take them out of it. We do take them out of their misery. Yeah, yeah. it's unfortunate, but um, every once in a while we have to do. I grew up in the boonies. I've had to do that a few times. Okay. 
Yeah. yeah. And see, my question is, do you then call maybe a buddy that's off duty and say, hey, there's fresh meat over here. Maybe you go grab it. You know, now I don't because my friend died, but uh, my buddy Don, he used to, his wife was a dispatcher in the town where I grew up and where my dad was a police officer. And Don had what was called the deer ambulance. He had like a 1976 Ford Torino station wagon. He owned a muffler shop. And I actually worked for him when I was a kid. So anytime a deer was hit where I work or the surrounding towns, they would call Don. They'd call Don because he has a deer ambulance. They'd put the deer out of misery. Don would show up, scoop the deer into the wagon, and right to the butcher. And he got a lot of good meat that way. But lately, not the, what not. yeah, the deer I'm finding lately, you can't. So <laughs> we had one two weeks ago where, unfortunately, a deer got hit. And I don't know what happened to the car. It never stopped. It kept going. And someone called in the carcass in the road, and it was my buddy's call. So we show up. And I go to back him up in case of traffic because it's a four-lane highway. And uh, there's like a torso and a head. And there's a leg over here. <laughs> and we got to drag this thing off the road. And I'm like, I looked at my buddy. I go, yeah, no, I'm not helping. Go <laughs> put your gloves on. I'm going to watch you struggle dragging this limb by limb off the road. While you're road. eating KFC. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I'll block traffic Jerky. for you, buddy. So he struggled to get this whole mess off the road. It was pretty disgusting. Yikes. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, I hit a little baby deer when I was first learning how to drive. Oh, I had my GMC twenty five hundred. That thing exploded. Oh, it was. <laughs> it jumped right off a hill. It didn't even hit the ground, and I just hit it. Just went. Oh, right before it even hit the ground. Oh yeah, I didn't even finish it in the ground. I mean, it did afterwards right. when I was, but when it didn't land yet, and it was just blew to pieces. It landed I was in going several places. Fast. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Did you have those yeah. um, deer whistler things on your bumper? Mm-mm. Do you know if they work? I, I, there's no way they work. Cause I, when I, where I grew up, a lot of people had them and they still all hit deer. Okay. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't do anything. Like it. I was curious. Cause I see those all the time, especially out. I'm West of Chicago where I live like 30 right. miles West. And out here, if you drive five minutes West, it's all farmland. And I see a bunch of cars with those on them, but I've never known if it actually works or not. So yeah, if, I, I can't imagine it does. All right. If someone knows out there, just, Email me because I'm curious. It Email sounds to... like it has handcuffs and sawdust podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. There you go. Man, you <laughs> nailed it, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I used to struggle with that, Mike, because I have to have Brandon say it. So now, Brandon, I've been and practicing. I have to say it slow, otherwise, I screw it up. Right. So I have been practicing. Brandon at OnlyFans.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tip well, please. Tip well. I live in California. <laughs> Times are tough. <laughs> that's all I got. Oh, so uh, that's it for stories uh, that I had. And I wanted to do the officer memorial. So, um, Brandon, I checked the, the app before we came on. And it's only yeah, listing, I think, one. But I know of two more. Hold on one second, okay? Because I'm going to pick this up. I can edit all this stuff out and post. See how that works, Mike? It gives us a buffer for Mike to pick things up that he's dropped that he didn't think he needed anymore. <laughs> yeah, and then Brandon wants to know why his jokes never make it on the air. I know exactly why. A lot of them are at your expense. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I don't mind. 
time you time stamp on your notepad that's, that's yeah, what i do that's, that's not making right. it on the show yeah he can kiss my ass <laughs> we used to um i worked in televisions for seven years and i had to cut highlights for every sporting event you can think of bulls football i have to watch like five football games at a time and log every play so i'm really good at time stamping mike what has to be taken away and what time yeah i have to keep my notepad next to me for the show all right uh, yeah it comes in handy no fun no fun all right so we blew through those articles because i couldn't find any other really cool stuff to to talk about this week thank god we didn't have a major shooting somewhere which caused a riot somewhere else so i'm just lucky that that didn't happen but i do have uh the fallen officers of the week so let me do this right here let's see here we go okay you like that all right so i have one on here mike and brandon of an off-duty chicago police officer and this one brandon won't make our website of the officer down memorial page because this officer was off duty and it happened monday night remember i told you that we belong to um a task force for our homicides and our crowd control yeah. and stuff. We also have a major traffic crash reconstruction team. So my buddy um, Jimmy is on that team. And the other night at about one in the morning, a Chicago police officer and an off-duty Chicago police officer and his friend were traveling northbound on a, a, a four-lane highway and they left the road in their car. He was traveling at a high rate of speed an officer from another district had seen him go by and tried to spin around and was going to pull him over, but never actually engaged in the, in the traffic stop because he, he just couldn't, the guy had gotten gone too far and too fast. So this officer leaves the road, strikes a telephone pole, shears off a 15 foot section of telephone pole, which travels about 110 feet. Then the car crosses four lanes of traffic hits a curb blows out the front tires flips over itself um ass over over tea kettle however they say that yeah um goes after it when it flipped ass over tea kettle it cleared a wooden fence hit 15 feet up into a tree came down in yard one we'll say rolled jumped that fence which was a six foot chain link fence landed in the next yard, jumped a third fence, six-foot chain-link fence, and crashed and came to rest in the third yard. And then the, the officer was ejected out the back window, Jeez. and the other the passenger uh, had a seatbelt on, and the passenger survived, but suspect uh, DUI. So what he was doing, yeah. 29 years old, Jeez. and hadn't been on the department that long. So it's terrible. It's horrible, and... Brandon was just mentioning last week when we when we do this every week, Mike. We mention all the officers that have died in the line of duty. Uh, he's he's made a point of saying that it doesn't include the ones that die off duty, in car crashes and stuff. And this was one that hit close to home because it it's right here. And one of my friends had to go work the scene, so um, it was not good to see. And then we have a North Dakota officer that died. They have not released his name yet. But he died of a medical emergency while on duty, so I can only think that maybe he had a heart attack or something. Yeah, that's usually uh, what it is. Right? Yeah. So they say medical emergency on duty. That's normally what it is. Hopefully 
It wasn't while he was driving, and he didn't hurt anybody else. So that's our second one. And then the only one that actually made the uh, page is Champaign, Illinois police officer Chris Oberheim. And Officer Chris Oberheim was shot and killed at about 3.20 a.m. while responding to a domestic disturbance call at an apartment complex. He and another officer had arrived at the location and were walking from their patrol cars when they encountered a male subject involved in the disturbance. The man opened fire on both officers, fatally wounding Officer Oberheim. The second officer was also wounded but was able to return fire and he killed the subject. Officer Oberheim had served with the Champaign Police Department for 13 years and had previously served with the Decatur Police Department for seven years. So he's done 20 years total. He's survived by his wife and four children. 44 years old, 20 years nice. of service. So for the year, we are at 127 police officers killed in the line of duty or dying in the line of duty. Up, that's terrible. Yeah, up, up five percent from last year. Yeah. So luckily, it was only those three. Um, sometimes we have seven names on this list, Mike. It's not very good. That's terrible. Seven or more. Yeah. yeah. So say a prayer for those families, um, especially during law enforcement week. That had to be pretty tough. So I do have the hero of the week, Brandon. This is this guy's pretty. He's also going to be our badass of the week. Yeah, he. you swim that far through a rip current that many times. Do you want to you, tell the story? <clears throat> so I'll, I'll give the synopsis because I don't have the article pulled up in front of me. But this, this guy is off duty. He's relaxing out on the beach. And there's, uh, do you remember how many kids? Three. Re- three kids out in the ocean. I think this is out in Florida. They get pulled into a rip current. And they're struggling, and, and people on the beach are trying to, like, form a human chain to reach out and get them. They just can't reach far enough. So this guy goes on a dead sprint through beach sand, dives into the water, swims. 100 yards. Like 100 yards, grabs kid out of the rip current, swims back, dumps him off at land, goes back, gets the next one. Well, another bystander jumped in to try to help. And then they get caught in the rip current. So this guy swims four football, well, four, eight football fields, because 100 yards there and back each time. Saves all four people. He was off duty. Yeah. Just Pensacola police beach. officer Anthony Gregorio. Giorgio. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to butcher his name. He's not going to come on. Giorgio. <laughs> so we got to, Mike, we're thinking of making a badass of the week plaques from the handcuffs and podcast. Hot handcuffs and sawdust podcast, and send what them to, to do them? send them to the officers. Send them to them? Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, little wooden plaques. That's cool. Yeah, last week we had um, a couple guys that actually responded to a DUI crash of a delivery flower delivery truck, and then they finished delivering the flowers for the people to yeah, the wives and mothers. In, uh, Fairfield. Yeah. So Brandon's going to try oh, and get wow. them on. I wonder how he's done this week in trying to get them on. Let's ask him. Hey, Brandon. I have heard, I have heard nothing. Oh, did you reach out? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You reached out to the chief? I don't have the chief's contact info. I reached out to like all their social media pages. Oh, those okay. are usually run by like a public information officer or something. I'm one of those. But if you want to reach my chief, you don't send me an email. You send it. 
send it to the chief. But whatever. That's cool. I'll get Mike coffee on it. He'll get he'll get it done. <laughs> Mike Mike's got connects everywhere. Yeah. All right. So that that concludes our law enforcement portion. It was very short, but we've got much bigger things to deal with today because we've got yeah, Mike coffee. Because we have with a us. woodworker. We do. We've got Mike Coffee. Oh me? Yeah. Yeah. Mike Coffee's in the house. <laughs> Where does it play the sound? Oh, is it, it just is. a yeah. fart sound? Sad trombone. <laughs> We've got Mike. Mike's in the house. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for joining us. This was, uh, I had mentioned to you when I was doing this that I wanted to have you on, and you said yes, and then I had hung on. I don't know how that all worked out where hung came on first. It's not a race. I just wanted to get you guys are closest to me on first. So uh, I really appreciate you taking time. I would pick hung over me first as well. It just you happened. Made the right choice. It just happened to be that way. Uh, it wasn't on purpose. I like how much it's not. It's not a race. It's not a race. But hung was first. <laughs> just <laughs> so we're clear. That's not what just... I said. Stop putting words nice. in my mouth, Brandon. <laughs> so um, Brandon actually has got a whole list of questions for you, Mike, because he's he doesn't get the chat Go. with you as much as I do. Well, so. no, because you were actually one of the first kind of woodworking pages that I like followed between Instagram and really YouTube. Yeah. I oh, you just, you popped up you. in the, in the algorithm. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so I have made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> Cause you were watching my videos. <laughs> no, but how did you get started into, po- into like woodworking and then turning that into a podcast? That's, I mean, it seems successful. It's got a real nice picture to it. The podcast. Yeah. But then uh, you... Okay, so I'll start. I mean, the whole thing was, I mean, so I've told this story a few times. And I used to be into motorcycles. I used to have Harleys and be into that. Um, I wasn't like, <laughs> I, had some, I didn't have a lot of hobbies growing up. When I was growing up, my uh, we were pretty poor. And my dad had a construction company. And it wasn't very successful at the time. We, we weren't, you know, broke, dirt poor. But, I mean, we didn't have like a ton of money. And I didn't do sports because we didn't have the money for it. And I didn't do, I didn't have really many activities. Um, and I kind of grew up, got out of high school, took on my life and I took on a job. I, I've always had good jobs, but I've never really had a passion for anything ever. The closest thing I had was music. I've been playing guitar since I was five and, uh, and motorcycles. And I had that. Well, we had, we had our son four years ago. And, uh, once my son was born, there was no time to ride my bikes, and it really wasn't fair for me to leave the house, like take the bike out on a ride and leave my wife and my son home. That's not cool. So we, uh, I didn't really ride. And then after about a year, I was like, man, my bikes are just sitting here. <laughs> I probably should just sell them now, which was really hard. I had the one bike for a long time. And uh, when that last one sold, it was – I had a pretty tough day. <laughs> like I, I had to go be by myself for a little bit and uh, kind of uh, process it. But uh, – I didn't have an activity after that to do. Like it was just, I found myself sitting a lot. I don't sit. I don't know if you noticed during the live, but I fidget a lot and I'm moving a lot. I can't stop moving. Like I don't like sitting around. I I do not like doing stuff, which is weird for someone who never really had any specific activities. So I started working around the house, just trying to get things done around here. We had bought this house five, six years ago and uh, I started doing stuff around here. And then I started really liking doing stuff with wood I built some like outdoor furniture and then I did some stuff inside the house and I started escalating I started getting really into it and then I made like cornhole boards which seems to be like a gateway drug for everyone yeah. and uh, I made some cornhole boards and then um 
I made some home decor stuff, and then it started kept escalating and escalating, escalating, and then before I realized it, I was doing it all the time. Any time between my son's naps, whenever we came, whenever I came home from work, every free second I had, I was out in the shop. And then I started making a little bit of money on it, selling stuff on the side, and that was really cool because um, I've never. I really like it, where I'm at now. I really like the business side of it a lot. I like growing the business side. It's really fun for me. I don't. I mean, it's not easy, but I really enjoy it. Like I really enjoy growing a business. So once that started becoming part of the app, like, there's like a movement right now where everyone feels the need to monetize everything they do. I really don't think people should do that. I think you need to have activities that you enjoy just for yourself without having to monetize them. However, I really do and love woodworking and I really do love growing a business. So it just so happens that I really, my hobby is growing the business, but it also is woodworking. So I'm, I'm really enjoy building a business and doing the thing I'm really passionate about because I've never had a passion like this in my life. I just love woodworking. I crack open a piece of wood and I'm just like, oh, that's dope. Like you see the different grain. I'm like, oh, that's just the yeah. best. I just love it. It's just so cool. I just love seeing break it open some wood. But um, yeah, I just came from that uh, filling my time. And it started from a DIY standpoint and turned into more of a furniture side. I really like building furniture. Um, and now it's kind of almost gone full circle now where I'm trying to offer as many things as I can to have a successful business so i'm doing uh not diy but i'm doing like finish work for people's homes i'm building right. i mean i've got doors i'm doing tables i've got uh, console tables nightstands all kinds of stuff like that where it's more finish work now and over the next year i really want to uh taking on custom doors is something i've been wanting to do for a while uh about a year now i've been trying to take on custom doors but other things have been just been happening because my business has just been taking off which has been really fortunate um but I also want to get into built-ins because when eventually when the economy drops, because it's going to at some point, and people spending a lot of money on tables is going to dry up at some point. People aren't going to keep paying this much money for tables. They're just not. Uh, but people will always pay for cabinets. Yeah. And uh, the cabinet work never really goes away. So that's something I'm trying to uh, uh, work into my business and so I can still do woodworking even if it's – not something I necessarily love as much, but it's still woodworking. So I'm just trying to be, uh, just trying to future proof myself. So, um, it's just, uh, it started as a way to fill time and now it fills all my time. Yeah. So, so what made so, you get into doing like YouTube and then transitioning now into the podcast? So, um, that's another passion that I hate social media as much as it's weird as it sounds. I really don't. I never, I've never been into like Facebook or Instagram, but I started flood. Like when I started as a guy growing up, I didn't get told by my parents that they were proud of me very often. They were, but they never said it out loud. Right. So I started doing something I was proud of and I wanted to share it with people because I wanted them to be proud of me. <laughs> if that makes sense. That's kind <laughs> I of, think like, that's how I most of us do like, it. I mean, I, I was like, look, look at this thing I made. Well, I, st I kept doing it and doing it. And on my personal, that was the only time I really used social media is because I would try to share this with people. My wife was like, look, she's always been incredibly supportive. My wife is ridiculously supportive. She's amazing. She's like, look, um, why don't you start sharing that on a woodworking page only? Why don't you start, why don't you make a separate one? Because you're kind of flooding our personal, you know, we're trying to fill it with our pictures of our son. And I got to cutting board on there so you know she's like why don't you just do an instagram page or something like that so i i uh i was like yeah i'll do that and then i started that in about may 
2019 and um i really enjoyed sharing with people um a lot and i, I kind of went down a whole nother rabbit hole with content um i really love making content a lot like making videos editing videos is a whole nother it's a whole nother creative outlet for me so i just really love doing it i really love doing it and it worked for me too which was very fortunate uh instagram went well pretty quick and um uh, it just, it just was enjoyable and I like sharing what I'm doing and I do a lot of stories. It's very therapeutic for me. I get to just, and I get to talk myself through my process and kind of hearing it out loud. I really like doing stories for that. So, um, then, you know, from Instagram, I wanted to do longer format and then that's where YouTube came in. Um, and then I started, uh, really looking into it. And I started talking with different people. Uh, I, there's a guy he's who I do the podcast with. I do a podcast called Another Woodshop Podcast with two guys. One guy's name is Daniel Dunlap. The other guy is Pete Kapar from Petrie's Workshop. Um, I had known Dan and Pete really early on into getting on Instagram. We became buddies on there. They didn't know each other, uh, but I knew them separately. And um, there was a guy who used to be on Instagram. He was a buddy of mine named Shane. He had an account called Mountainside Workshop. He's I miss, not come on anymore. I miss him. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. He uh, we uh, Originally, actually, the podcast was going to be me and Dan and Shane. Um, but uh, things started coming apart for Shane in terms of his want to be on social media anymore or in any sort of content creation, uh, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. He just didn't want to do it anymore. So... We went, me and Dan went to WorkbenchCon. We had kind of worked out the details. We kind of figured that Shane was out and we realized that we needed to find someone. That was February of 2020, right before the pandemic hit. <clears throat> we, uh, I recommended Pete. And then me and Dan and Pete hopped on a uh, Zoom call. And the chemistry was really good right away. We're like, okay, we got something here. So we, we uh, recorded episode zero. And we're like, okay, this is actually pretty, we, we, it was, this is pretty funny. So then we started going, that's where the podcast started. So the podcast, um, you know, get it, getting into podcasting. There's not a lot of information out there. No, you don't no, know what not. is a, you don't know what's a good amount of downloads. You don't know what's uh, anything really. I mean, you just kind of fumble your way through it, and then after like 15 episodes, you kind of figure it out. Um, but yeah, the podcast, and I mean, really for me with content, I mean, Instagram has kind of lost its luster for me. Um, I will probably continue to post every day forever just because it's now just part of my life routine but um instagram's really wonky like they've really turned it into kind of a turd um, yeah. i'm not like a huge fan of how things are over there on instagram um and it is what it is obviously i have a decent following so i don't just want to be like f this and walk away yeah that'd be silly but um i uh i really really when i have more time my focus will be youtube because I really like YouTube and then obviously the podcast, but that's its own right. self-sustaining. It, it, I mean, we have, that's a business. We have a partnership over there. That's a whole nother thing that won't go away. But for my personal coffee custom builds content, um, I will be making content for YouTube primarily. And then I will feed to Instagram the scraps from the YouTube stuff. Um, I'll probably buy a second camera so I can film in that orientation so I can do the landscape and in the portrait orientation. And I can just, spend as little time on Instagram as I can. I'm going to keep feeding that beast, but you know, uh, it's just, Instagram's just Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a, yeah. it's just not a great platform. Like it was even a couple years ago. Yeah. So 
this has changed a lot. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned the conversation you had with or your wife had with you about, hey, maybe you should put this on its own thing. Because about, I don't know, probably getting close to a year ago, my wife and I had the same conversation where I was. Did putting, we lose Mike? Yeah, he'll come back. Okay. <laughs> his internet dropped. He'll like come back in, and he'll be like pulling his hair out. It'll be hilarious. Uh, but she had the same conversation with me because I was making some stuff around the house because we had just bought our house and moved in in March of 2020. Right. So right as everything was shutting down. So I was making a couple of things just to kind of keep busy and then to kind of decompress after work, and I was sharing yep. it all over. And she, goes, she goes, look, I love you. Your stuff is great. Share it, please. But maybe share more pictures of the baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, that's a good point. I go, she goes, you should just make your own like woodworking thing on Instagram and share it there. And then if people want to, you know, if they're interested in seeing it, they'll follow, you know, over there. You kind of yeah. cross promote it and everything. And that worked, mm -hmm. that's worked out you know, decently. So. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard. Like not, I mean, it's good to separate those things because most people follow you on uh, your personal social media because they want to know what's going on in your life personally. Yeah. They don't necessarily want to follow your hobby. Yeah. They don't care about <laughs> it's for your other hobby. people. So you yeah. have to, you have to leverage that with people who are actually interested and that's not necessarily your family and friends. So yeah. It really surprised out, yeah. me how many of my family and friends actually did come over and follow and hmm. then engage with uh, that must the be woodworking nice. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. It, it was surprising. I didn't know how to deal with that. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, you really do like me. Okay. Huh. Sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I started on YouTube, and then once a friend of mine turned me on to Instagram, I haven't done anything on YouTube in about a year, and I keep getting followers. I'm like, I get emails. And I'm like, what are they following? I haven't even made it a video. Because <laughs> like, it lives over there forever. Yeah, I know. And I've changed. I took a bunch of stuff off, and I wasn't making stuff that I thought was watchable. So I just stopped. And uh, it is a lot of work. And with my schedule, I, I can only do so many things. When I started getting so many orders in in the shop, I stopped doing a lot of video stuff because I need to actually make orders and fulfill them. So I don't have a lot of time to, or I haven't made a lot of time to film in one aspect ratio, like you were saying, Mike, and then turn around and film in another aspect ratio for Instagram. I have a camera for YouTube. I have my phone for Instagram, but <laughs> setting up two tripods and I just want to work. I don't want to worry about setting up a shot yeah. and doing all that because it takes a lot of my limited shop time away. Mm -hmm. I have limited shop time, so I haven't. I've gotten really lazy over on that side, and it shows. And I've been trying to think of some good projects that I have coming up, or some good builds that I can do for that platform. And man, it's tough too. Like, you never know. Like, <laughs> there's some guys who do YouTube, and it doesn't matter what they build; it's going to do well because it's their personality. Like, you got someone like yeah. Bourbon, like Jason Hibbs. Like everyone wants to watch Jason Hibbs because of his personality. He's just so great. Like he's got a very his personality sucks you in. Um, but then you got some people who just put out amazing products. Like their their production value is so high, so high. And then they have like seven thousand subs. You're like, how's this guy have seven thousand subs? This is incredible. This is like Scorsese level <laughs> film production. Right. And you just you know it's just you don't understand it. It's bizarre. It's been tough. So I'm at the point where. I didn't have good content, so I stopped making stuff. And eventually, maybe, I don't know, 
I'll go back over there. But I've got too many other things going on. I don't. My business isn't blowing up like yours, but I'm way busy uh, yeah. for myself. So yeah. it's it's keeping me busy, and to the point where I have to stop taking orders now because I have this home remodeling stuff going on. So yeah, yeah, you got to prioritize. I just had a police department order a five foot flag from me, and now I told them, well, I can start it in a couple of weeks. But then they're like, okay, I don't care. I'm like, all right, well, if you don't mind, um, mostly my my customers, I tell them five to six weeks for an order because I'm just too busy. I'm a one-man part-time shop guy. I don't yeah. have access every day. So it just it is what it is. So they, yeah. they're like, okay. They understand, and I'm very fortunate to have good customers and repeat customers. Yeah, that's the best. Repeats are the best. Yeah, it's been fantastic. So, yeah, I, I think you and I met probably in, in the spring of 19. We, you and we me? hooked up. Yeah. Yeah, that's I think about the same time. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I swiped left. I don't know if that was Tinder, and it was just <laughs> meant to be. Yeah, yeah, Mike, and it was Mike on Mike action. No, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. That was when I came on. Was about was May. I was looking back. Someone was asking me the other day. It was May of of 2019. So when I hopped on Instagram, and that's when we connected. Then yeah, and it's just. I definitely enjoy making content for YouTube more than Instagram, <clears throat> but the thing is, I have some really great and important connections on Instagram and they really mean right. something to me. Like, you know, so I don't want to just be like cold Turkey. I'm not going to stop Instagram. I mean, there's, there's people that follow me on there too, that I have good relationships with. And there's people who really, ch- I mean, it's, it's important to me over there. I'm, you know, I'm sound ungrateful because I'm not ungrateful. I really am. I'm really grateful no. for the people that I have over there. I just don't like the platform anymore. Like I don't yeah. like how the platform is, but I re- the people that I get to interact with over there are great. So um, I just, but for me, when I put out a video on YouTube, uh, it feels really good. Like I put out a video, I'm like, I really enjoyed making that video. I feel good about it. So Instagram it's a great process. It's, yeah, Instagram. It's kind of like, um, I guess, because you have to grind it out every single day to get anywhere on Instagram. Yeah, you just kind of get burned out. I'm not. I don't know. I'm just like, God, there we go. 30 minutes and I'm going to get, you know, my, I mean, back like out in the fall of last year, like in 2020, cause everyone was stuck at home. Like some of the, the numbers were bonkers numbers, like absolutely bonkers numbers. And now things are leveled out. Well, everyone's out now. Everyone's, uh, every, the, all the restrictions are easing up. No one wants to be on their phones. And I'm one it's of funny. them. I want to be on yeah. my phone. <laughs> I, I checked in to send you a message, uh, earlier this evening and I saw you around with Jason. I was at mm-hmm. Lowe's. I'm like, <laughs> I just went on real quick to send you a message or whatever to check and see if you responded. <laughs> and I see you and Jason were having a conversation. And I think I think you said, oh, speaking of police officers. And then I'm walking through the store watching Instagram. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I got to buy a toilet. <laughs> so I get off the phone so I can buy my toilet and come home and put it. But it does seem the last two weeks I just haven't done much on Instagram because I got burnt out. So... You just need to walk away occasionally. Yeah. And I'm yep. not, I, I only have 2,500 followers, so it's not like someone's missing something if I don't post something. Well, there are. That's not true. But the, I mean, there's always people who follow for a reason. But I took, I said I took the first like Monday night off for the first time in like two and a half, three weeks. I didn't post on Tuesday. That's the first time I haven't posted in a day in almost 11 months. Jeez, I haven't wow. missed a day of posting. <laughs> I was, I told my wife, I was like, I didn't post today. She's like, what? <laughs> she was like she even knows Are that's you okay? real. yeah i was like i know it was weird and i, I mean it makes no, temperature it, it makes no real difference but i mean the consistency is the biggest thing over there because everything dies after 10 days so you got to post every day but 
realistically, missing a day isn't going to make a difference. I yeah. mean, it's just kind of whatever. So, but well, if you want to go post every day. Yeah, right. And uh, I, I end up not posting when I'm at work. I try and save up. I used to post a lot in the same mm-hmm. day, and then Hung's like, "Why don't you spread those out?" Yeah, you because. Spread out. The days that you're working, you, you're not in the shop, so save something for those days to post. So I've been trying to do that. I don't do stories as much when I'm in the squad. Occasionally I do, and they're like the most watched stories I have. I don't know. What, are people <laughs> expecting to see a shooting or something when I'm yes. doing a story from my <laughs> squad car? I don't, dead body. Yeah, I don't know what the hell deer. people are thinking. But, yeah, so <laughs> more of my stories are viewed from a squad car than from my shop. I don't know. But when I'm off, I try and post stories uh, at the beginning of the shop when I'm in there and then any updates and then at the end of the shop. So um, that has helped me. I've gotten a few customers from that and made some friendships from that. So that, that helps. But like you were saying with your, when your wife told you to put your stuff, not bombard your friends and family, I linked my personal private Facebook to my Instagram page because I started a Facebook page for the Midnight Handyman and then slash now the Midnight Maker and I asked all my friends and relatives to, you know, to support the business. And I got like 100 people. And I'm like, wait a minute. I have hundreds of friends yeah. on my regular <laughs> Facebook account. <laughs> I'm just going to start posting stuff to my regular Facebook account. And most of my friends now, they don't see family pictures and stuff because I'm always posting wood stuff. But I'd say 90% of my customer base comes from my family and friends from my Facebook yeah, so it's gotcha. it's working for me. And but then I feel bad because I'm always on Instagram and I forget to check Facebook for what it's there for, to catch up with my friends yeah. and see what my family's doing. And I'll see that someone commented or asked me a question seven days ago and I'm like, Damn, I gotta <laughs> get on here and answer these my wife last week posted a on the last day of law enforcement appreciation day, you know, posted something or tagged me and I saw it today. So I, I'm like, I try to check sorry. Facebook every day. I had some post go viral over there last spring or something. So my coffee custom builds page has actually gotten pretty decent traction. So I try to check in over there, but it's Facebook. Who cares? Yes. Yeah, it's it's like, Facebook. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have monetization now. They actually have a pretty good monetization system. If you have over 10,000 followers over there, you can make uh, any video over three minutes. You can get, you can turn on ads and you can make good money. Like, uh, you oh. had and some of these other guys, uh, you know, four eyes, all these guys, they're actually, they, they're paying, um, because IG now has IGTVs. You can monetize IGTV. They're rolling that out right now. I so th- remember we had talked about them stopping IGTV last year. Yeah. They, they, they doubled down on it. They doubled down on it. So there's a handful of people right now. They're beta testing, uh, IGTV getting ads and okay. they're able to turn on ads and you're able, I mean, my buddy, Brandon, he put out a IGTV and, uh, he turned on ads for it and he made like 50 bucks on the video. So, wow. uh, Excellent. you know, uh, they're going to start rolling that out. So you have to be there's I don't know what the criteria is, but they're rolling it out. So, <clears throat> um, you know, that's everyone's biggest gripe is IG just doesn't pay. I mean, you spend right. a bunch of time, you spend an hour of your day making an IG video and you literally get nothing out of it. I mean, right. numbers, numbers seem cool, but they don't really matter unless you're making unless some money coming out. in your pockets. <laughs> so, yeah. It like doesn't really make a difference. Like, especially when you're like have a business or like in your case, Mike, you, you can get very little shop time. There's no motivation to put content on Instagram if the only payout is to get followers. Like right. following following feels cool, but yeah. it doesn't actually mean anything unless there's like real engagement or money there. Like it doesn't right. matter. So that's another reason why I like YouTube is because it does pay. <laughs> so yeah. Right. I basically I use my Instagram account to keep up with my friends now that I've made in the woodworking community. Right. Right? Yeah. So the the connections there that we've made, 
are very real for me and actual friends that I've mm-hmm. made um, that I'd still love to see in person, but we don't get a chance to. But I've, that's what it's been for me is more of an outlet and a friend-building platform than, than anything else, <laughs> which is fine because we see nothing but negative stuff in our careers. And when I went over to Instagram to meet so many good people that all have the same interests in woodworking and stuff, it really is uplifting to me as a police officer because we have a lot of negativity. Yeah, in it was life. nice so. to not have anybody tell me where I could shove it. Yeah, on Instagram? Yeah. yeah. Everybody was oh, so man. nice. You need to do some more Instagramming then. If no one's telling you where to shove it. You need to have a oh, video no. make it big. I, I, I love <laughs> Mike's got a I, list. I love it because every now and then like my my foot will like come into into the screen and you can see that I'm wearing like a sandal or something. Like I don't even have to be doing anything. But I have a flip flop on. That's not safe. It's not no, proper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't put it in the for the shop. Five comments on that today. Like, Did you for, really? For wearing flip. Oh yeah, for wearing flip flops in the shop. Then well, it's I don't now care. I care. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm in my garage. Kiss my ass. All right. <laughs> Tell OSHA well, I dare you. Yeah. People then Brian at Dogwood must get all kinds of hate mail because he's always in his flip flops yeah. in his garage, <laughs> in his shop, right? Nonsense. Mike, as one of my favorite woodworkers, who who Me? are some of yeah yeah oh that's really nice Mike thanks um you are basically oh, you're you. one of my favorite woodworkers and suck uh, it hung <laughs> anyway <yeah>. go ahead. <laughs> well he said one of so oh, it's at least Brandon. second <laughs> Brandon's not on the we, list we know exactly no I I don't know how I got asked to be on this <laughs> yeah who's your um who do you look up to Mike. In the woodworking community, Ooh, that's really tough, man. Um, All right, somebody's about to get like, pissed in three, two. No, 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 no. like yeah. straight up woodwork, like straight up for woodworking. Yeah, when you or, started like, all of this, oh man, there's so yeah. Many. I mean, you know, who did so you look I, towards first? First was like um, who? Yeah, Steve Ramsey. Oh, I love Steve. Was Ramsey, the first? Yeah. Was the first? Was the first? Like I was like, oh, and then then it. Um, Steve really gears his content towards beginning woodworkers. I mean, that's right. unless you pay for his classes. I mean, it's geared. So I quickly like moved past Steve Ramsey. Um, not that I'm not grateful for his knowledge, but I didn't. I don't. I don't follow any of his content anymore. But um, Steve Ramsey, and then it was uh, it was Deresta and Pachuto and Claggett. That whole like making it crew. Those three guys. Um, and then you, I it was like Cats Moses, and then I really got into Wood Whisperer. And Cremona. Cremona is really high on my list. Um, and then April Wilkerson is amazing. But oh, she's, she is, yeah. But she's not, I mean, for me, she's not, like, an amazing woodworker. Uh, she she does good woodworking, but I don't think she's an amazing woodworker as much as she's an amazing business person. <laughs> right. Because I really yeah. love the business side. Like, we were just, I was just doing the live with, with uh, Jason earlier, and yeah. someone mentioned April in the comments, and then someone else was like, she's just a nonstop ad. And it's like, yeah, she's pretty commercialized. I get it. But, man. She has quite the business behind her, and yeah. it's pretty hard to argue with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's right. got her what her setup is literally my dream. Like, I want to have a central location where I sell my products. I have a production shop and a retail sales floor, and everything's all in one building. That is literally what I'm trying to work towards right now is having a retail spot where I because I work with brands now. Mm-hmm. I would like to carry and sell some of their stuff. I mean, I'd like to actually right. have a retail spot and have a retail manager. And I oversee that. That's my dream. So for her now, I uh, I really look up to her a lot. And then Cremona now, still, 
is big for me because he's got his business going on and he's turning his woodworking. I mean, uh, I really enjoy making content, <clears throat> but it's pretty fickle and uh, things can turn pretty quick um, and not having an actual. So brands, if you're making content and you want to have money on co just content alone, unless you're an absolute monster, like if you're like a, bourbon moth or a wood whisperer or these guys who are just i'm never going to be that i'm just never going to be that those guys are absolutely killing it in content and they can make a living on that i don't think i can ever make a living on just content <laughs> so i'm hedging my bets with products that's why i have a woodworking business um i think that some of these guys and gals who do have been doing content and they've been around for like the eight to ten year mark some of them are starting to see that as they get older and less relevant and desirable as a as a public figure, that their content is going to suffer, and now they're starting to create products. Um, April is doing that. She has a bunch of products. <laughs> I mean, she's yeah. selling and working with a bunch of stuff now. Um, Cremona, his, he's selling those huge benches. He's got his huge shop now where he's selling products. So it's kind of – I've had a shift as I've gone from being a guy who's making some cornhole boards in my – garage to a guy who's now trying to really get a business to take off so some of those guys who are doing that stuff i really look at and then the other side of the coin is um um is uh sorry four eyes chris salmoni makes absolutely amazing content him and sean over at four eyes it's like i w they can tell a story so well and so clear and so fun and it's not it's not not educational there's stuff to be learned there, but it's more about, it's more about towards the, with them, it's more about the final result. Like they're, they're getting you to the final piece of furniture that they're making. Whereas a lot of these other accounts, it's all about processes and procedures and stuff. For me with four eyes, they're like a content creator. He's a content creator who builds a piece of furniture where some right. of the other guys are like, now you take the screw gun and you put the screw on the tip and you screw it in. And there's a lot, there's a good place for a lot of that. Yeah. That's good for a lot of play. There's a lot of good things for that. Like you need the step by step when you're kind of getting figured, figuring things out. But, um, <clears throat> as someone who, who likes to make content and likes to do woodworking, I think that Salamone is making my favorite content, but yeah, cool. for woodworking, like it doesn't change for me. There's this list of, of guys that I really look up to in this space. And then there's right. other people who aren't in this space that I look up to like George Nakashima, who's obviously dead, but he's hit George Nakashima is like, that's the style of furniture. I want in my entire house. Nakashima yeah. style is my absolute favorite style of furniture. Um, will over at, um, and I'm drawing a blank, of course, <laughs> uh, will Walker over at William, Wa William Walker, uh, co will, will, will Walker co woodworking. I can't even think of his name, but he does a lot of Nakashima style and he's a really great storyteller as well. So I just, it's really hard to answer. There's so many influences and so many things no, that, that I like. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. You, you, I thought you answered it well. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, we take those bits and pieces from all of our favorites and that's what helps yeah. us grow yeah, or gives exactly. us guidance or we learn from. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, a bunch so. of sources of knowledge. Right. Exactly. I don't, I think when I first started wanting to do woodworking, obviously Steve Ramsey uh, was, you know, what tools do I need? He gives you a list of what you can need, what you yeah. should buy, not the most expensive stuff, you know, just to get by and start. And then, you know, um, Jay Bates was, I think I found something Jay did. Jay Bates, 100%. 100%. I love Jay. 
yeah, I follow um, Jay and Jason. You know, when Jason's account was really small, I started watching Jason way back then. Yeah, for and, sure, uh, Jason, too. Yeah. I just don't like nice giving him any sort of credit now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, when he moved into Indiana, I, last year I, I put together the Midwest Maker Meetup, and then yep. COVID took it away. Yeah. So uh, we were hoping to get it done this fall. Uh, and I had sent Jason an invite, but he had just moved into Indiana, so I have to get in touch with him. I don't know if he'll, he might be too big now to, <laughs> to travel out. So, because <laughs> he was a good storyteller, right? Um, good communicator. I just love the way his flow was with the camera. And if I was trying to learn something, he was a good follow for me. Yeah. But I'm, I'm rarely on YouTube now as well. So, me too. I don't, I don't really consume hardly any content, it seems like, these days. that The more I make it and the more I have a business, I don't consume hardly any. Right. You're too busy to actually consume some because you're yeah, I just trying make to make it. your own. Yeah. Right. Then it's just taking over your life. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, I wanted to say thank you for coming on. It's been a Thanks pure for joy me. for me and, yeah, and Brandon. Been awesome. Yeah, we didn't. It was kind of a quiet law enforcement week, so you didn't get to really get into any of that stuff. But that's fine. Um, I would have had no contribution because I don't know anything about that. And then if anyone well, heard me talk about it, they would have been like, "This guy needs to shut up." No, <laughs> just you asking questions yeah, you, about certain oh. things. Where, say, you, you know, that's, you have access to two cops who will say just about anything. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've ever wanted to ask a cop something, now's the time. That's true. That's now's true. The time. Yeah. Well, Mike can always. Yeah. I trust you guys. Trust you guys to make whenever. decisions. So, <laughs> yeah, and this is the first time I want, I didn't use an F word. So maybe hey, this, this is a milestone episode. <laughs> I've gone. Oh, that's kind of a bummer. I was told there would be some F words, but okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, I did that when you were on the live show, and now you can't show that on your Instagram page. So um, I apologize for that. So uh, I just want to say thanks, Mike. Really, from the bottom of my heart. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate I it. Greatly appreciate. I don't know if you noticed, but I dropped out. Yeah, yeah, we, we were like, going. did Mike drop out? And yeah, he's like, no, and it's fine. This happens all the time. I was like, okay. Yeah. When I, when I came <laughs> back in. Just give it a couple in, seconds. He'll come back. <laughs> just so you guys know, um, the recorder at the bottom of my screen. Brandon, do you see it on your end? Yeah. Uh-huh. What's it What's it saying by you? Uh, well, 109.31. Yeah. And, and it's, it's stuck oh, it's, there, right? Uh, it's stuck there. Shit. Did it so lose I'm, it? I'm hoping it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't want to touch the button because if I push stop, it I don't know. So we may have an episode. We, we got, may not have an episode. Uh, we got at least an hour, nine minutes. And 30. Yeah. So I don't know what that. That's why I really wanted to try this roadcaster doing a. Um, I think it's actually Squadcast. That's a problem because I my internet hasn't lost at all, but it kicked me out. So we'll see. If not, I've got this personal experience with you that I can always have forever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll cherish it for a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, shut up. <laughs> Jesus. I God. normally give a, um, we give a woodworker shout out at the end of the show for our woodworking section. So, Mike, who do you want to give a woodworker shout out to? Not Jason Bent. That guy's a douchebag. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm just joking. Jason's great. Jeez. Uh, um, Hmm. That's really hard. You know, there's a guy who doesn't get nearly enough credit, and his name's Jack from Salish Sea Woodworks. Okay. He makes fantastic, fantastic stuff. And he's he oh, hold is on, I'm gonna get a pen. <laughs> Salish Sea. S A L 
I S H C S E A Woodworks. He is uh, okay. He's a really good woodworker, <laughs> and he's a good dude. So, I, oh I here, Salish Shell Woodworks. Yeah. Okay. He just he just uh, he's a good woodworker. So uh, Jack's a good dude. So if you don't know who Jack cool. is, check out Jack. Follow. I'm following. He's a good dude. Thank you very much for that. How about you, Brandon? Who do you got this week? Uh, I'm gonna go with Jeff from GS Customs. So kind of a funny, funny story about that. He actually used to work with my wife like way back. They went to high school together and then like worked together after high school. Had no clue who he was until Instagram. We, he kind of started piecing things together because my wife's helped me out out in the shop too. So he saw right. a picture of her. He goes, holy crap. He goes, hey, this is going to sound really weird. But is your, <laughs> I know your wife's name Annie? Uh, yeah, she goes holy. Sh-. So we've and we've connected Whoa. through Facebook and like what? Well, like well, don't tell me everything, but you know, that's that's awesome. So now we've got this connection. He's an awesome dude. He's don't a, tell me everything. Yeah, I don't need to know everything. <laughs> what, what else is there to know? I don't know. I don't need to know. I don't want to know. None yeah. of my business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Okay. Happened. And we're we're where we we'll are keep now. Keep that on that but side. But he's okay. actually a uh, corrections officer. Oh, giddy up! Yeah. Does he follow the podcast? Yes, he does. Oh, awesome. Very nice. Cool. So Mike well, uh Mine is Jonathan Erickson, my buddy John at Zero Dark 30 Woodworks. Uh, not a huge account, but a fantastic woodworker, uh, maker. I know that account. Do you? I know, I know yeah. that name. Okay. Yeah, he's um, a great guy and just really knowledgeable, makes some pretty cool stuff. Uh, we met, I think, through Project Mike last year. Uh, where we each commissioned a piece for a veteran, and we've stayed in touch through that. He's an Army veteran and a defense contractor, so just a fantastic guy. And I actually uh, was re-oiling up a board he sent me, a cutting board, a small one, yesterday that reminded me of him. We we used to talk quite a bit, and now we've kind of, you know, fallen off because everyone gets busy. But So John is my... Woodworker of the Week, shout out for IG. Nice. Yeah. All right. So I want to say thanks for listening. I want to thank Brandon and Mike uh, for coming on here. You can follow Mike at Coffee Custom Builds on YouTube, on Instagram. He's got a website. He's got a podcast, another woodworker podcast. Uh, nope. Mike's all over nope. the... What? You messed it up. Another woodshop another podcast. Wood sho- <laughs> another woodshop podcast. Not woodworker Another Woodshop podcast. So that's four major things you can catch Mike doing. Uh, so make sure you follow him. Thank you for the shouts, man. Appreciate of it. Of course. And remember, uh, new episodes of the Handcuffs and Sawdust podcast are released every Wednesday. Please subscribe. You can find them on Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Pandora, Deezer. And for some reason, oh, Mike says they're on Apple. So No, it's not. Apple. I was wrong. It was oh, I, I, when, I, when I Googled it, it took to the RSS.com site. And it looked, and it uh, said, anyway, it was confusing. Anyway, my bad. Okay, so I'm surprised it took to be so long because that was the first Apple. one that popped up for us. That's so wild. I don't know what. Spotify is what took us forever. Okay. Spotify was my first, but I could be submitting yeah. wrong to YouTube, or I mean to um, Apple because I went on there the other night and it, it had this huge list of things that they wanted. And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I thought I, I made an account. I uploaded an episode. I thought that was it, but whatever. I thought you just so, plug in like the RSS feed to them and then they. So that's what I thought too, but not so much. Is that how you guys some... did it, Mike? No, I did. All... It was a while ago when I did all that stuff. I set everything up, but there was more to it than that. I remember right. that. There was, I mean, there's more to it you had to do than that. I can't recall what it was, but. They have um... their own 
parameters that they you have to follow. Well, they're the main ones. You really want that one <laughs> figured yeah, out. That's the biggest big platform. Um, funny, Amazon got... was the hardest one. Okay, I yeah, I have with. submitted to them. It's not on there yet, but that was um, we did submit to them as well. So um, we'll get on Apple. You'll eventually. get it. Yeah. You'll get it. We'll get it. Yeah, you know, by show one hundred. Yeah, that's what I'm. You'll get shooting it for. by by nine. That's my guess. Nine. By nine. Okay, yeah. I just need time to to work on it. So. <laughs> hey, uh, Brandon, if people want to send a question, where can they send them? Well, they can send it to handcuffsandsawdustpodcast at gmail.com. But for some reason, like I, I don't know if people are typing it in wrong. Because we're, we're not, not getting, getting any. emails. <laughs> I get the well, people we're getting me. emails, but not with questions <laughs> to them. So Mike's got a phone line. You can call in and ask questions on Mike's podcast, right? And leave a voicemail, Mike? No big deal. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Is that like your drop phone? What phone is that? It's my burner. burner. Yeah, it's your burner. <laughs> if you need to call the podcast or buy a bunch of meth, call 1 800. No, <laughs> right. no, yeah. it's uh, at, 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 address is where, huh? It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's something, it's like one something something call AWP. It's just a Google phone number, they're free. You can get one for you guys too. But really, yeah, the best way to call in for us, we always tell people to record a voicemail on their voice memos app and email right. it to us because it sounds way okay. better. Because Google, Google Voice is just turds. Yeah, okay, it's real bad. So we haven't had anyone call in a phone phone call to our our phone line in a very long time because we usually just make fun of them if they do. So it's, it's not the way to go. But at least that option's there. I guess. So if it's you terrible. want to be roasted by Mike Pick and the, the boys, phone. be sure to call. Yeah. If, yeah, if you want to call in and have Dirty Mike and the Boys roast you. It's the second Dirty Mike and the Boys reference on the show, just so you know. I thought there would be more. You thought there would be more? I don't know. I was thinking the same thing myself. All right, there's the music. Oh. So. Oh. We're so going to cool. be. <laughs> Mike, the rep. Thanks again. Out the hick. I can't hear back. you. I can't hear you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, guys, stay safe in the shop and in the street. Peace. Later. Later.